<laughs> as the doors open, really. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's for God to figure out. Yep. And he'll he'll let us know as we you know come into each town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's his ministry. It's his call. Um, we're just being obedient in that call to go. So as he opens the doors, sure we're looking for local churches. Um, and you know there's lots of communities that don't have formal local churches per yeah. se. Yep. But there are a body of believers who we would love to catch up with and connect. And we just want to be a blessing to them. And whatever we can do to help, uh, encourage them in what they're doing in that local area, in that local region, then we want to do that. Yep. Wonderful. And if that's standing, you know, at the local cafe singing some songs, uh, sharing some story, letting folks know who Jesus is mm-hmm. and the things that he's done in our life and what we've seen him do in other people's lives, you know, we believe we'll see the sick healed mm. um, and people will come to know Jesus for the first time. Mm. And many believers who um, have maybe been squashed down for whatever reason um, stand up mm. and encourage them to to. You know, when we've done everything to stand, what's the scripture say? Stand firm. That's good. And Amen. stand again. And uh, it, it really is uh, an amazing uh, season for you guys. Uh, I visited you in Cairns uh, a couple of years ago when you guys were going through a bit of a tough time. Uh, I was up there to, to minister at some churches and schools and didn't realize what was going on. But you started sharing the story with me then. Uh, and it's been an amazing journey of uh, really revival for both of you uh, with you and your wife, Shelley. Do you want to share a bit of that story with us, Dave? Yeah, I mean, revival, we, everyone wants revival. Every church you go to or everyone you talk to, revival is coming. We want revival, 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 revival. But m- many times we don't look to the consequence of revival. Mm. <laughs> and and the for us, it was a extremely painful yet extremely joyful consequence that revival, you know, we we pray desperately, God, take all of our lives, take over. We give you everything. Um, we want to just do everything for you. Uh, well, you can't pray that prayer um, without him doing something mm. and meeting you and going, okay, well, here's some things that I'd like you to give over and some things we'd like to deal with. And, you know, it's in those times that, that can be painful yet bring us such joy because it brings freedom. Mm. When we deal with our issues, we deal with sin because that's what it is. It's sin. Mm. (laughs) Let's not flower it up. Mm. Jesus brings healing. He brings life and he brings freedom. Mm. Amen. Well, let's uh, cross across to Shelley now, the other half. Uh, and I know you guys have got beautiful voices. I've heard you sing before. You do a lot of harmonies. You, you've released an album. Uh, firstly, Shelley, tell us a bit about the uh, the album that you guys uh, released. And uh, the title song is... Deeper. Deeper, that's right. Tell yes. us about that song. Well, Deeper came about in a quiet time. And I think it was even one of those 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. Yep. Me in the room with the Bible. And... I was going through a really rough patch uh, in my life where I was just like, wow, I thought I had everything, Lord, and I obviously need more of you. And um, I just wanted him to go into places that I obviously hadn't ever let him in and hadn't surrendered over. Mm. So uh, Deeper came about as a prayer, basically, of him just saying, Lord, just get in there and... Mm. 
to saturate me with more of you so that, you know, I can be more like you and, mm. you know, this sin and stuff going on for me just doesn't have a mm. place, mm. basically. And you've really had to uh, hold on to the Lord in the last couple of years with some of the things you've been yes. through. Tell us your story. <laughs> Tell me my story <laughs> uh, in five minutes. Um, <laughs> well, um, I guess it's interesting Dave's just mentioned about uh, the church being the bride and, you know, we've just got to dust her off and get back on the horse. And uh, God always uses Dave and I as a bit of an example to whatever ministry or thing or season we're in. And so for us as a couple, um, I've recently spent some time in prison, which uh, if I've been a Christian for 26 years, um, I've been full on for the Lord for all that time, but the precursor to me becoming a Christian, I grew up in an extremely dysfunctional, abusive household. Um, I had a dad that um, psychologists have actually said was a psychopath, um, so it's not just me making it up. And he was extremely abusive in every way, uh, physically, sexually, emotionally. He loved torture and he loved to, you know, really mess with our minds. And that started at a very, well, I've got my earliest memories of trauma. So when that happens, you fracture. And so I became a Christian in my early 20s and powered on for the Lord and just sort of pushed that to the side. And I had a really rough year, um, oh, probably seven or eight years ago now, where um, just bang after bang after bang happened and enough bangs happened that the cracks appeared and I fractured again. And basically I've been diagnosed with what's called dissociative identity disorder caused by post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, I flicked off and the switch in my brain flicked to the point that I committed a sin, took some money that wasn't mine and um, ended up with the law banging on the door going, um, we're pursuing you. And uh, I guess that was shocking because I had no memory of it. And for Dave and I, um, Dave had no reference of it. <laughs> I didn't really either because when you're in that state of mind, you really, the left hand does not know what the right is doing. Mm. And it's a hard thing to explain to people, but it's that's how it is. And... Um, so I took responsibility and we walked the journey. And if ever 1 Corinthians 13 was real, it was in that season because love did bear all things. It endured all things. Um, it kept no record of wrong. And I just can't believe how much Dave loves me, but also listened to God. Uh, it reminds me of like when Joseph had the angel visit and go, you know, that baby, it really is God's. Yeah. Um, because that's <laughs> sort of a bit of what God did with us. It was like he had no, he had every excuse in the world to go, you know what? I'm sorry. This is, this is a big one. And God just said, no, that's not the path I want for you guys. And so I spent seven months in prison which for us, uh, like we've been married nearly 30 years. We've known each other since we were seven and eight, and we're now 47 and 46, so that's a long time. Oh, I'm 46. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so that was the first season in our life where we've been separated as mm. well. And he didn't ask for that. He didn't put his hand up for that, and he walked it with me. 
But more than that, Jesus walked it with each of us. And uh, like you mentioned, God sort of took you up to Cairns and it was great. God just put people around Dave that he knew wouldn't judge me, knew us for years, like we've known you guys for about 17 or more years. Mm. And so God just brought the right people Mm. around Dave that just love us and could love on him. And for me, I had Jesus, so no better person to just love on me Mm. and go um, and just the scriptures really just totally um, became alive more than they ever had. Mm. And the Holy Spirit's presence and the power of just him being able to refine and him being able to restore and just heal. And God really does heal the brokenhearted, Mm. you know. And, like, I'm still not all put back together. I still... And walking this journey of a mental illness. But even in that, like, I would never have known had this not happened. So even that was a blessing because there's always been a a weirdness that I could never put my finger on and now mm. the finger's there. Mm. And, um, and also just the healing in my own family. Like, my mum's awesome. She always has been. She worked really hard. She ended up a single mum and did the best job she could with four kids that were really very damaged. And... Um, We've all had very um, isolated lives as siblings and through this, um, I talked to my brothers again. I talked to my sister. We've made a commitment to, you know, be in touch. And so God really is putting things back together through an extraordinary circumstance if you just let him in. Mm, mm. And, um, like, it's not all rosy. And um, But also the other thing is you just got to take the shame off and go, God, you still love me. Mm. You have a purpose and a plan for me. Um, as Dave said, I know that I know that we're called to this ministry and um, I've just got to walk it knowing what's in the backpack as well, but not letting seven months of 47 years mm. hold me captive. That's you know? right. And you know what? You ended up starting a prison ministry. You, you led, <laughs> led another people to the Lord while you were well, in there, home. Yeah, it was, it was a powerful time. It was also a hard time because... Mm. Um, no greater persecution than a Christian in jail. Mm. But, um, yeah, chaplains, I can't say more highly of the chaplains mm. that do prison ministry. It's it's a tough gig. And um, sometimes they were the only glimmer of hope that I had in my week. Uh, and also, like, they got guitars for me. It allowed a safe place that I could worship and be prayed for and pray. And... Um, it sort of helped break the ice with a lot of prisoners that they knew I was the real deal, even though I was in jail. Um, and yeah, great times of, I remember one time I was just barely in the secure unit and the chaplain got me a guitar and we started seeing, someone asked to sing how great thou art and someone's crying in the corner going, my grandmother took me to church and we sang this. And then lo and behold, beside us is a brick wall and you could hear voices coming over the wall of and it's just like God has a great way of just ministering to people. Mm. And it doesn't matter where they're at or what they think they believe. He can pierce hearts. Mm. And he seemed to be able to do that from within the walls of, of grey, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing story of, uh, you know, what you've been through. And to see you now flourishing. To see both of you guys, you know, we've hung out a bit lately, to see both of you guys on fire for God and now travelling around Australia uh, to uh, bring the gospel, to pray, to to see unity in the churches. It's such a great vision. Uh, it's time for us to wrap up, but i just got to plug the website. If you want to check out this website uh, and 
Uh, it's unitedwalkwithjesus.com.au. And, Dave, That's people it. can actually track you with yes. your GPS. How does that work? Yes. Well, um, um, a GPS tracker will be live uh, on the site, and I'll be able to go to the link there and, mm-hmm. and see exactly where I am. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, by all means, coming up on your town, give us a ring, yep. shoot <laughs> us a message, and we'd love to connect up and catch up. Also, you're also on Facebook. Just search for United Walk With Jesus. God bless you guys. I reckon you're history makers. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.